I saw this movie called Clouds. It's about this boy who was terminal in cancer. His name is uh, Zach Zobiek, I think. And he was, so he didn't have much time to live, but he made a song that went viral called Clouds, the song. And there's a quote that he says that I like. It says, you don't have to find out you're dying to start living. I think that this question makes me think that even if I wasn't going to die in 30 days, I could still try to enjoy as much as I can because uh, like, may, I'm, something may happen to me tomorrow, right? as an example. And I may regret not living the life as much. My name is Ashanti, and welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast, where men get real. Men of all ages and backgrounds come together to talk about these masks we wear. The front of the mask, as we describe it, are the things that we gladly let the world see. The things behind the mask are the things that we don't usually talk much about. Maybe think about yourself. What mask have you been wearing? What are the things you're talking a lot about? You're glad to let people see about things that are happening in your life and What are those things that are behind the mask, things you don't talk much about? Today, sharing their mask. Today is our face-to-face episode with Wenceslao, and his guest is Bilal. These are both sophomores in high school. They're both 10th graders. I mean, think about yourself in 10th grade, where you talking to people about emotions and feelings and what you're thinking about and what's going on with your mask. I hope you were, but if you weren't, I hope you were inspired by this conversation. There's a quote that Wenceslao mentions in this episode from a song or from a documentary called Clouds by Zach Sobiak. And Zach Sobiak had found out that he had terminal cancer. And one of the quotes that Wenceslao brought up in this conversation is this. It says, you don't have to find out you're dying to start living. Man, how powerful is that statement? I don't know about you. Maybe you're fully living today. Maybe when you wake up in the morning, you got a mission, you got a vision, you got a purpose, and you're every day giving the best you can. And when you lay your head down at night, you feel, yes, I gave all I had. I gave all I, I gave all I could to make something in the world better for myself, for my family, for my legacy, or for others, whatever your personal goals are. But are you fully living? Man. You know, if you ever lost anybody, maybe you've heard stories of what people say on their deathbed. They didn't say they wish they worked more. They don't say they wish they had more <laughs> more time in the office. They said, I wish I had spent time with family more. I wish I had went on vacations more. I wish I had lived more. I hope you find that thing that makes you come alive. You know, one of my favorite quotes is by Howard Thurman. He says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do that because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. I hope you listen to these two sophomores, 15 years old, talking about masks. I hope that you don't wait till it's too late to find somebody in your life that you want to check in on how they're doing. Don't wait to tell people in your life that you care about them because if you don't already know, tomorrow's not promised. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation with these two young men having a meaningful conversation about masks in this face-to-face episode with Wenceslao and Bilal. Please share it with any young people in your life. If you have any young men in your life who you feel are closed off 
shut down. They don't talk about how they feel. Maybe these two young men can inspire them. That is possible. You find the right place, the right people who can sit and hold space with you. You can let some of that stuff out. And maybe, maybe, you know, it's a young person who wants to be on this episode, on this show. We would love to have a conversation with them and see if it's the right fit. But we're ready for more young people to share their voice in these conversations. When Sislau is having an amazing experience of not only hosting this show, but also what he's getting to do outside of the show to like continue developing his skills. You'll be hearing some more about that coming up real soon. And one more thing, you can make a mask anonymously at millionmask.org. We invite you to be a part of the movement in that way. And then maybe when you feel inspired, just share it with somebody in your life. Call them, tell them, hey, can you go make this mask also and let's talk about this? Um, maybe you go first and open the door for a conversation that may be um, life-changing for both of you. Take care. Thank you for being a part of today's show. Bye now. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Wenceslao Soto, the host, and today I'm here with... Ilao Ryan Cotter Norwood. I've been with the Everford Club for two years, I think, coming on maybe three, and uh, I like to play sports. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to have you. All right, uh, so first we're going to start with uh, the mask, and for the people who don't know, the mask is where... We draw this figurative mask, and then we write uh, qualities in front of the mask that we let people see. And then on the other side of the paper, we write uh, qualities that we don't normally uh, let people see. So we're going to take some time to do our mask. All right, let's both share the front and then uh, it's back. I'll, I'll start. Um, so here, I'll try to draw like a tiny clown. <laughs> And uh, for the front side, I put athletic, uh, passionate, and then quiet. That could, some people see me quiet. Like in high school, I'm usually quiet. But around different people, I can be, you know, like uh, open or just talk uh, talkative. Um, for my front side, I drew this little guy with his face smiling. And I put... Um, happy you know i try and always like have a good attitude towards to let people see energy and fun and funny i kind of put that into one because i think it's always good to have energy and come into things with energy and show people and i just like to laugh in school i'm always laughing always trying to have fun and then i put image because i feel like i have an image to uphold for like my family and stuff so i try and be like well-mannered and keep a good image for the back i just keep it simple um i wrote guilt because i have i still have some guilt that the things i've done in the past and said to uh friends and then shy i put because uh i get i get shy around new people or like different places and that puts scarred as well that can relate also to guilt uh because when i make a mistake right uh then i have to do something that relates to like that mistake i did i might like be scared to do it because i'm afraid that i might do the same mistake even though i know what's right for my uh backside i just kept it simple do the other half guy kind of a sad face and i put i put um anger because sometimes i get angry 
you know, with like school, with sports, whatever I'm doing. I put tired because I do get tired of the day of how things are going sometimes. And it's just like hard to always keep energy and always keep that going is as much as I try. I put sad because no one likes to see other people sad, but sometimes, you know, people get sad and I just, I try and keep that inside as much as I know I should let other people see it. And, but I still don't. I also put guilt because sometimes we all say and do things we don't mean. And sometimes I look back on it and I say, I really shouldn't have done that. And it's hard to not feel guilty. And sometimes it's a good thing to feel guilty. So, you know, when you've done something wrong. Um, and I put um, hard work because I think it's good to let, to um, have people see how hard you work. But me as a person, I work in silence a lot. I just try and work, you know, outside of practice or outside of something like that, doing different things. And um, I usually don't let people see how hard I work at different things sometimes. So now we're going to move on to the card game. Uh, for the people who don't know, is usually play this game where you uh, try to save uh, different people in different destinations by answering some questions and getting points to save them. But uh, we're just going to do the questions. We're going to do like a few. Um, so you want to start or you want me to start? Uh, you can start. This says, what stands between you and what you want? For me, it would be the judgment of other people, like what they would think or say. Uh, for some reason, that when what other people think about me, whether it's good or bad, I usually let that like take over me, I guess, or control me. And I feel like that's something I need to work on is by not caring about what other people think about me, whether it's good or bad. And I think if I'm trying to do something, I'm, I may not do it in fear of what people would think about it. So uh, I got six cards in front of me facing down. Uh, just pick up number between one and six. Um, four. That says, uh, share a project that you've recently ended. That have recently ended? Yeah. I'd say I like to do a lot of hands-on things. So I was working on, I was working on my bike in my backyard a lot and adding a bunch of different things to it. And I recently ended it and I'm trying to sell the bike just because I don't have as much time and it's hard to keep putting effort into that, especially when like school year starting and after school stuff, especially. So I guess that's one of the projects that I recently ended. This says, describe a time when you felt like you're in a difficult situation with a friend. I would say, I guess one that is, I guess the most impactful for me is when, uh, so started in high school last year. I guess me and my, we're my me and my best friend were in the same middle school. And then I went with all my best friends in middle school. And then they all went to the same high schools. I was the only one who went to a different high school than them. I was like alone, I guess you could say. And uh, my best friend went to a high school that I got accepted in, but I rejected it. I didn't like it. Um, and then, and these two high schools were across from each other, across the city. So I guess even though we talked to each other, we didn't feel like the same energy as being in person and being in the same school. And I, I think it was like 
try uh, it was difficult to maintain a good friendship or a strong friendship even though we were long distance I, i'm pretty sure many people can uh do it but i think me and him were in like difficult uh, in different situations and di- are uh, different places and it was difficult for us to maintain a friendship i can all tell yeah. Uh, pick a number. It could be the same one. I'll pick two. This says, if you knew you would die in 30 days, what would you do with those 30 days? I think I would take the, um, the first 30 days and try and go somewhere I've always wanted to go. I'd probably go back to Trinidad because that's where my mom is from. It's in the Caribbean, so it's out of the country. Um, Trinidad and Tobago, and I'll go there just because, like, that's my homeland. That's where a lot of my ancestors are from, and it's also really tropical and fun and stuff. And I would hang out there for the first ten days, just so I can get in touch with like my ancestors and stuff, and just also have a good time. The food there is really good, and then I'd also for, so for the so from the tenth to the twentieth day. I would spend time, I would get all my best friends and I would just spend time with them and hang out with them and probably go play soccer, play a bunch of sports and just have a lot of fun. That's honestly like a dream come true. That would be awesome. And for the last 10 days, I'll probably spend time with my family just saying like goodbyes and all this stuff, telling people stuff that I never told them before or that I've always wanted to tell them. And just having a good time, I guess. I'll probably get all my aunties to make like the type of food we make on Thanksgiving, like oven baked mac and cheese and stuff like that, and like stuff myself. So I don't know, something like that. Yeah, there's something about this question as well. So I saw this movie called Clouds. It's about this boy who was terminal in cancer. His name is uh, Zach Zobiek, I think. And, uh, he was so he didn't have much time to live, but he made a song that went viral. Uh, it's called "Clouds" the song, and the movie's also called "Clouds." And there's a quote that he says that I like. It says, uh, "You don't have to find out you're dying to start living." And I, I, I think that this question makes me think that even if I wasn't going to die in thirty days, I could still uh, try to enjoy as much as I can because uh, like maybe I'm something may happen to me tomorrow right? as an example and I may regret not living the life as much that's a good quote makes you think like all the stuff you want to do and then it puts it in like a time frame so it's even yeah. harder so we can do uh, one more Name something that you could improve your life. What's stopping you? I think for me, or something like uh, something I would like to improve is being like a bigger role model for my brother. Uh, since we're like a decade of age difference, he's still learning, and I'm like I'm like his big role model. And I think that I should, you know, give him advice about getting best. Like the things you should do in school, like the good stuff and the things you shouldn't. 
and uh, I recently told him to enjoy his school as much as he can because I didn't enjoy the school as uh, much as I did and uh, it was really good fun school and I like regret enjoying all those days and for me it would just be improving uh, or being a, a better role model for my brother and giving him as much as advice and hope as I can. My brother, me and my brother are 11 years apart and he always tells me like what you're trying to tell your brother, like enjoy school and do stuff like that too. So I think you're on the right track. Yeah. I right, put that number six. Uh, six. Name a relationship that has, that recently ended. Relationship that recently ended. I don't know how, um, this counts, I guess, but my grandma recently passed away like two weeks ago. And I guess that counts because she's no longer physically with me, even though she may be looking down at me from heaven and whatnot. But um, that was hard for me because she's like, I lived with my grandma for a lot of my life. She was, she was literally in the room down the hall for me. And she was just great grandma. I describe her as like a fairy tale grandma. Like she'd always give me what I wanted right when I wanted it. Like if I asked her for something, she'd order it off Amazon and it would be there the next day. And um, that was hard for me that she's no longer with me, especially like how supportive she was with like sports. She came to all my games and everything, school events. So that was kind of hard for me. Uh, thank you for sharing. So uh, now uh, I got some questions for you and I got some uh, quotes from this book, which I would explain in a bit. Um, so my first question is, can you tell us about your dis- decisions to or decision to join the Ever Forward Club and what motivated you to get involved? So my decision about it was my mom, she first brought it up to me because she had, I'm not sure how she got involved with it, but she told me and at first I was a little like sketchy. I don't know if I wanted to spend some of my weekends doing this. But I went to the first one and Shanti Branch was just so supportive and helped me out a lot with everything. And I, I told him some things and he just gave me a lot of support and he really like motivated me. And then I made a lot of friends there and just having like a good role model like Ashanti and having other, you know, young boys of color and just black uh, black men around me was very helpful. So I'd say that was probably the main reason why I joined and stuck with it. So are you going to high school? Are you in high school? Yeah, I'm in high school. I'm in 10th grade this year. You probably might not, if you can remember, um, how did the Everford Club influence your transition into going to high school? If like you can remember your freshman year. They helped my transition mainly probably with motivation. I remember Shanti, he asked me what high school I was going to. I told him and he just told me to like do my best and do the best that I could in high school. And he just he told me high school is like, it's a hard place. You know, you have to get through it. You have to work hard and stuff. But I'd say the Ever Forward Club helped motivate me to get through ninth grade and to 
do good and try in high school. And I think they helped a lot because in ninth grade year, I think I did pretty good just grade wise and socially and stuff. I think I had a pretty good ninth grade year. And how do you think uh, the Everford Club has contributed to your sense of community and belonging? I think they've contributed a lot, mainly because one of the main things I feel like the Everford Club promotes is like kind of opening up to to your brothers and the people in your group and just trying to like tell them how you feel sometimes. And the whole thing of the club is to help give you like a space and like a community space with people your age and role models. So I think they've helped me a lot to understand the importance of, of just speaking out and telling people how you feel and being a part of something and having commitment and things along the lines of that. So I think they've helped me a lot personally. I just thought of this right now. What, which like we do many activities in the club with uh, each other or with people who we try to get interested in. Uh, what do you, th- or which activity like was more impactful to you? Either you did it or you saw somebody else did it. Probably the, the million mass movement. That one. Um, that one was, that one counts, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that one probably because that one's just like, it was such a great idea. I don't know who came up with it, but such a great idea because you can, a lot of the time you don't have to say exactly, you can just draw it or write it down. And it just shows like the one face of you, the front face, you know, how you want other people to see you, like how we talked about it earlier in the podcast. And then what what you really feel when you're either not around people or you just don't want to show people. It just shows them what you really, really feel. And I think that was a great one. And then I think also all the just fun games we do. Um, I remember at the, the 5K that we did, the first year I did it, we we had a cookout kind of. I think it was a potluck, and we there was barbecue and there's everything. And me and my good friend Hollis did the ice bucket challenge with um, his older brother and my older godbrother, and that was just super fun. So all the fun activities that we get to do that help build community, I'd say, are great. I'll just share one for me. Uh, for me, it was when we went to the South by Southwest and. Uh, Texas, uh, we were at this. We we're doing this presentation, and then there was many people who attended. Uh, we were in groups and tables, and then we were just talking about what we hide from ourselves, what we don't talk about. And I was in the table with many women that said how or about their experiences they had, like. Uh, I remember some of them said about being abused, sexual abuse, or being like not getting the same chances as other people around in the community. And it just really shows how powerful the mask is. You know, I wouldn't guess that these uh, women has gone through that. That was one for me. So you, you said one that said the 5k one but is there any other events or activities from the club that you've 
like you've gained something or like you gain the experience? I remember one, I'm not sure what it was called. I think you were there. We were at um, uh, the space in downtown Oakland. We had all the different stations and each one of us were doing a station. I was at the mask making station where people could come and just design their own mask. And then sort of we would ask them questions about what went into their mask and all the things, if there's anything special. And I think that one I just gained. Well, it kind of was like helping me present. I was telling these people they could come do this and that, and also just asking questions and building community with people that I don't know at all. And that was just kind of helping my like outgoingness and, and teach and te- it was teaching me how to talk to people and engage with them, even though these are people I've never met before. And I had to um, present this activity that they could do. So another question is, what ways do you think the concept of the fear to mask might be relevant to high school? How is the mask movement relevant to high school? Yeah, like, have you noticed, like, if the mask, the fear to mask wasn't played or wasn't high school? I think I can only speak for myself, but also I feel like this happened for a lot of the other students in my high school. It's just... One, coming back from COVID and just wanting to be, and just wanting to show like the best part of yourself or only show one way of yourself. And for me personally, I came into ninth grade and I I didn't know anyone. I had one person I knew coming into the school in my grade. And I just, and I just showed people what I said earlier, you know, just like happy, uplifting funny, always having energy, always, you know, trying to focus. And then on the inside, especially the later I got into the year, it's just like harder to uphold that. And the other side of me is just, I'm tired of school. I'm angry with my teachers or with all this homework I have to do and whatnot. So I think I definitely saw that in ninth grade. Last two questions is, how do you see the Ever4 Club as a resource for developing skills like communication, leadership, and building relationship, and which are the importance in both high school and beyond? I'd say I see the the Everford Club helping me with all those things. Leadership, I'll say, because I know the older people in the group um, lead activities I've seen from the two recent graduates that we had, uh, Mohandas Dewewa and Xavier Jensen. And they just, Everford is always teaching you how to be a leader. And especially with the older people, we got to, we went into a circle at our last most recent activity. And we got to ask um, these elder people that are graduating the Everford program different things about their life and how they got through high school, all their extra stuff they had to do, and just any questions we wanted to ask them. And I think me as I'm um, closer towards the end of my time at Everforward that I could see myself doing a lot of those things and that would really help with my leadership skills as well as building community because I have all these kids, all these young men around me, my age and older and younger that I um, have to be in community with and have to learn about them and talk with them. And I think that will help me 
in my community skills a lot in leadership. So I'll save my last question towards near the end. So I got this book called The Prophet, uh, which is about this prophet who gets asked uh, topics to talk about by people. And then this one says about work. And so fishermen people uh, may have like uh, difficult mental health, right? They might be stressed. It might be too much anxiety at our age, right? Um, and then you said you do work. Based on my experiences for myself, um, I find work to relieve my uh, mental health, my, like, relieve my stress. Like, am I also, am I, I might be working, right? But I think that school can be also ch- uh, more challenging than actual work. It's more uh, mentally than probably physically. So I got this, uh, this part of the poem he talks about work says, you have been told also that life is darkness in your weariness. You echo what was said by the wary. And I say that life is indeed darkness, save when there is urge. All urge is blind, save when there is knowledge. And all knowledge is vain, save when there is work. And work is empty, save when there is love. And when you work with love, you bind yourself to yourself, to to one another, and to God. And what is work with love? So this is a bit a lit a bit off topic of the furtive mask but i'm just saying how people or for me i may uh may not show show that um i might be stressed i have anxiety i have tr- uh, trouble focusing right like right now and i find that work helps me relieve this and what this book can be a saying is that you work with love and no darkness so I don't know if you find that uh also like that also connects to you. But it's just like something I want to mention. I think that connects to me actually a lot. Like sometimes I'll be in school and in school I do have trouble focusing. I always say I have like a certain amount of attention I can give in a day to school and I like to pick and choose my moments. I like to pick like the best moments to focus up and the moments to slack off a little bit just because I have a hard time focusing. But I think when I work, like in my terms of work, it might be a little different because let's say I go to soccer practice and I'm working, I'm working hard, I'm running, I'm doing all sorts of things. It's easier for me to focus and I find it stress relieving compared to school, which most of the time, nine out of 10 is adding stress onto me and making it harder. Or even I worked at a, a summer camp this summer. I also found that easier than going to school, even though same amount of hours I'm doing and same amount of attention. I just found it a little easier and more more stress relieving than school. Yeah, I find that school, uh, like so, uh, like let's say sports in general and school, you get taught in both. Right, you get taught like let's say soccer, how to kick the ball, how to control the ball, and then uh, school you get taught how to do specific uh, math, how to do equations, or how to structure an essay. Let's say, but I feel that in school, it's from uh, you only do it have to do it one way, 
right? Compared to soccer, you get taught how to like control the ball, but you might have your own rhythm and your own uh, way to, to make it easier for you. And it's and it feels that sports or work can be a bit more free. You have more uh, options to do it, you know, compared to school. I agree with that a lot. So my last question is, looking ahead, how do you envision your participation in the Everford Club contributing to your personal growth and overall high school experience? I think it, it contributes to my personal growth by teaching me a lot of different skills that I need to learn, being community, leadership. And then more than that, I think I'll always have people I can fall back on if I need support if I need to talk to anyone, whether it's, you know, people also in the program like you or people like that, or if it's um, my teachers, Kishanti, for example, Shanti Branch, I always have people that um, can help me and that will help my growth a lot when I have those people around me that I can count on, especially. Do you got any questions for me or do you want to say something, point out something? No, I think I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I had so much fun. Thank you. Things you said to my high school years. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for being here today, tuning in. And I just hope seeing you guys next time. And I hope seeing you near the future. You too. Bye. The Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie and graphics by Kelly Wong. Guests are managed by Dan Paloma, and the podcast is edited by Samuel Matingo. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. And for every guest that has been a part of the show, you are now a part of the Taking Off the Mask family. The Taking Off the Mask podcast is brought to you by the Ever Forward Club. And if you like what you've heard today, please subscribe, write a five-star review, and share this with someone. We look forward to having more conversations that matter. And please remember, there is more to you than anybody can see by just looking at you.